All right. We are going live in three, two, one. Hey, everybody. This is Steven with Kinflow, and I've got Kevin here from Momentum Fitness KC. And, uh, you know, today what we want to really discuss is how to prepare for the gym, even though everything's, you know, for the most part closed and not everybody has access to, you know, weights or cardio equipment at home. You know, there are ways that you can utilize your wellness to be able to prepare yourself for when everything opens back up. And first, I want to explain really what the Kinflow Project is. Uh, you know, the Kinflow Project is a collective of wellness-minded individuals that really want to just help teach everybody about wellness. Wellness is consisted of eight branches, and those eight branches are your physical wellness, your emotional wellness, your social wellness, your environmental wellness, you have intellectual wellness, your occupational wellness, you have your <laughs> financial wellness, and then of course your spiritual wellness. And it's a lot to keep in mind, but these eight branches of your wellness really are kind of the ways that you can think about your health. If you want to improve the the health of one aspect of how you live, you're able to improve the other branches of wellness at the same time. And of course, while for the most part, we're here to talk about getting back into the gym, and that's very directly related to your physical wellness, there are ways that you can get your other aspects in check before that happens so that by the time you get there, you are fully prepared. And, you know, Kevin and I, we just want to help give you the tools that you can use to really see the maximal benefit for anything that you're trying to do. Uh, Kevin, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I actually used to work with Steven. Um, hey. uh, I've been a trainer, uh, personal trainer for the last, uh, how many years? It's been three years now. Um, so it's been super fun. I uh, just got off. Uh, I was supposed to actually fly out to Southeast Asia in March, but obviously COVID happened and, you know, I'm stuck stateside, not stuck stateside. I'm actually grateful to be stateside right now. Um, but yeah, so planning to start a fitness center overseas uh, eventually, but also kind of evaluating what starting a fitness center even means because um, is that practical to do that? when everything's closed. Um, so right now I just started a, um, actually just in the start of July, I started a Instagram channel called Momentum Fitness KC. And that's just a uh, fitness and food specific, a uh, Instagram page that will just be uh, dedicated content um, that would help provide um, like just, uh, yeah, anything that's food or fitness related that would help during uh, shelter in place. So. And I think that's really important because everybody's always aware that, hey, if you want to get into shape or you have some kind of fitness goal in mind, it's about what you do for your training and what you're eating outside of your training. And right. I think, you know, both of us having come from the fitness industry, uh, I personally felt a little frustration with the sole emphasis on physical wellness. And part of it was this almost internal battle between figuring out, okay, how much of your time needs to be dedicated towards being in the gym and meal prepping to really get you to your physical goal. And right. is that really it? 
I mean, I know mm-hmm. personally when I was surrounded by bodybuilders all the time, you know, I'm hearing about their two hour program each day. They're doing it yeah. six or seven days a week. And even some of them had a morning routine and then a night routine. And quite frankly, I don't believe that's sustainable for your average, you know, person who's trying to pursue yeah. something greater. And what I really wanted to see was more discussion on, hey, how do you integrate your emotional well-being while keeping in mind your physical goals? How can you create balance with your hobbies and your occupational wellness and still be able to support these other aspects of how you want to live? So, you know, that's kind of where uh, the Kinflow project came out of, just this low level medium level of frustration with the fitness industry but yeah yeah, yeah steven i um I, I love how you mentioned the whole uh occupational like hobby stuff um can you kind of even mention a little about that because like i think that's what a lot of people who've even approached even the idea of fitness a lot of them are like we don't want to lift you know we don't want to be a bodybuilder that's like not a common thing or i don't want to lift weights that's boring like but I like other things. So can you kind of talk about like, what's that, that hobbies that you're yeah. explaining? I mean, you know, for a lot of people, you know, the, the easiest thing to relate to when you're thinking about your fitness and your occupational wellness, of course, some people go to the gym because that's their hobby. One of their hobbies is getting to the gym and working out. They might even have their, you know, a social group that they interact with there. And that's great for your social wellness. But then of course, you've got your other aspects of being you know Mm -hmm. occupationally you might also be a cook you might be a chef if not for a restaurant for yourself and those around you and that's also important because if you don't know how to cook you know you could take the opportunity to learn how to cook one that's a new occupation that you're picking up as a hobby as well as that intellectual pursuit where you're learning new skills hands-on that have a tangible result and a tangible goal even if it's something like i want to make a grilled cheese sandwich that tastes good and that makes me hungry i know right um (laughs) but yeah and you know for myself i have found that one of my biggest boosts to my emotional health has actually come from starting a hobby uh for with larping uh you know, foam swords, foam shields, axes, bows and arrows, spears, all that kind of stuff, just fighting out on a field. We don't do any magic, but the, the, physical, the physical labor of being outdoors on a field and fighting other people who are willing to hit and be hit. I personally grew up learning a lot of different forms of martial arts with friends. Uh, I did some karate when I was younger. I picked up some Taekwondo with a couple buddies and, you know, in high school I wrestled, but outside of that part of, you know, just hanging out with people, it wasn't really until I got into the, the LARPing scene that I was really able to kind of integrate, okay, this is why martial arts training is, is fun. You know, it's, it's the application of your body and what you've learned and how you can apply what you've learned to being in a live second by second scenario 
where mm-hmm. I personally love the adrenaline rush and coming from, you know, the Silicon Valley, I always played video games as a kid. So really yep. being able to hit people with foam swords and shields, that's more access <laughs> to what I really wanted than I could get in yeah. a virtual game. Totally. So, awesome. you know, with the, with finding that new pursuit in my occupational wellness in the LARPing hobby, I have gotten more context for how I should be training myself, what kind of books I want to read to become a more aware fighter, a better fighter and a more well-rounded fighter. And I think part of being able to connect all those aspects of your wellness personally has really given me a lot in my life. And I just really want to be able to share that with everybody else who isn't aware that these eight branches of wellness really even exist. I mean, our hashtag create, you know, we have the eight in there because there are eight branches of wellness that most people aren't even aware of. But yeah, I mean, I know you've come from a martial arts background yourself. Yeah. Um, And just even kind of go along with that too is uh, I think when I did a little bit of um, Kung Fu when I was a kid, it was all about form but never uh, what you said application. And I mean, I definitely appreciated the form because, um, you know, now I you know, can properly do a certain kick without being injured. But like, I think the application part, sparring wasn't just something that happened. It was more of an art form. And so I think when you, you're talking about LARPing, it was just, it was pretty cool. Like coming from, I, I just love how you're, you're talking about your culture of growing up in the Silicon Valley and also being, you know, a video gamer and also just like oh but I can actually do this physically um like you're actually able to apply both those things into your hobby um and totally. I think it's it, you would get to reap a lot of benefits from it um but something I think for me uh is you kind of even mentioned the whole chef thing like I think something a hobby I definitely developed a, a ton I'd say during college was uh just cooking like I think, and you're kind of, I think in your last podcast, you even talked about like reading books, like after, or just even watching YouTube videos of, of just like fights or, or just uh, martial art forms or yeah, reading the book. Um, you actually gave me this book, uh, the book of five rings by, Oh um, yeah. Uh, what's the, uh, the author, you know, it's so like bad. Badass. I, I completely He's a badass, like samurai the... dude. Uh, it's the book of um, five rings. Uh, I'll have yes. to Google search it later for the author. Right. But it's just, um, I think for me, it was just like for food wise, I would just watch almost binge watch a ton of like Gordon Ramsay videos and, oh, yeah, you know, like there. those five minute <laughs> ones or just watch like uh, movies like chef and, and John Favreau and, and, you know, like things like that. And, um, just eventually started even being able to practice it too. Um, and then just realizing that um, even in my culture, like my whole family cooked like all the time. Um, but the one caveat was was actually like, okay, all right, I'm eating a lot. And yes, I can just like research like what's the alternative route to this, but also like how to respect the culture of like, okay, the authenticity of like, okay, I don't have to always substitute quinoa for rice right it's like it's just learning about portion control and learning like okay i still want to be physically fit and practice what i preach with my clients that i'm i'm teaching but also learning like there's a lot of emotional factors to it like this brings a lot of enjoyment 
when I'm cooking, when I'm like, you know, the social aspect of like gathering people for a barbecue, um, things like that. And it's just like, yeah, so it all applies, I think, all around in terms of just um, your hobbies and and, and everything else in those eight dimensions of uh, wellness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we get to our main topic of how to prepare for being in the gym. But really, this is part of preparing yourself for the gym. You know, if you if you know that you have a weight loss Mm -hmm. goal, this is such a key time to learn about the ways that you can choose certain foods over other foods. You know, if you want, you can have white rice if you combine it with some kind of fat that will slow down that blood sugar absorption. Right. Uh, if you want, you can have, you know, some oils in your foods, but it's about choosing the right kind of foods. But even before you choose, you want to learn about what these options are. Right. And I think the biggest key mm-hmm. is just that willingness to learn. I think if you are willing to learn something new and apply it in your life, that is the recipe for success. You don't have to be good at it right away. You don't even have to do it every day. I, I mean, I wake up at 545, 530, sometimes a little later, but Mm -hmm. first thing I do is I get up, get some coffee, read a little bit of news, do a little bit of work on the computer. And I'm in the gym making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a garage gym set up that I can use to keep myself in shape. But it's about forming those habits, but those habits don't form unless you're intentional about creating those habits. And I don't do it correctly every day. I tell myself I'm gonna wake up at 5.30 every single morning. I'm gonna get in the gym and out of the gym by you know 7 a.m. And it's not the case. Yesterday, I slept until eight. And then I got up and I made a delicious breakfast that, you know, it was, it was healthy, actually. You know, I can't really yeah. complain. Uh, but in the end, you know, we want to make sure that you're able to approach your own health with all the tools you have available. And those tools come from your habits. I mean, right. there's this one saying that, <clears throat> what is it? Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, and your habits become your identity. And I think Mm. there's so much power in just that openness to learning. That's where the thinking comes in. The the intention, you know, the words that you say to yourself of what you can, will, and want to do. And then as you pick those up, you know, even if it's only 50% consistency, that's enough. Right. You just want to make slow progress if you can sustained over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, just getting started with uh, at the very least the physical aspects of preparing for the gym, you know, a lot of people, they kind of blow off warming up. Uh, Warming up is like, okay, I'll get on the treadmill for five, 10 minutes and I'll jog to bring up my blood circulation and core body temperature. But that's, you know, if you are training for full body movement and health, it's warming up is so much more than just getting an increase in your body temperature. Right. Uh, I really believe that a proper warm up not only does it prepare you to move properly for whatever your aim is at that gym session, 
but a lot of it mm -hmm. comes into the pain prevention and the injury prevention. So, you know, for myself and for almost all my clients, I have everybody do right. the world's greatest stretch. And that one's great because you get your hips involved, your quads involved, hamstring, yeah. spine, shoulders, neck. I mean, all the little things that everyone skips. And I, and even though there are a lot of people that just, you know, I only have so much time, right. it's worth sacrificing 15 minutes of your weightlifting period to just add mm -hmm. in 10 minutes to your warm up. So that way you can lift properly and then right. lift often and regularly mm -hmm. and in high volume. And, you know, yeah. that's where I think the physical prep can come from. So you don't need to have equipment to yeah. do that. Uh, I mean, Kevin, what do you, right. do you have a warm up routine or do you have some kind of physical routine that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think I especially, and I'll say this because it's like, I love that my failures have become like my, I guess, quote unquote, fertilizer for fruitfulness kind of thing. Um, nice. but like yeah. just learning from my mistakes and it was, uh, and I think you actually were there, uh, when I was probably like my first year of training, it was like during one of the CrossFit competitions. Um, and I think the set was 21.59, which is like all deadlifts at 315 yeah. pounds. And, you know, my dumb self decided to just, you know, just do, I think two sets of 135 as warm up, And then I rode for like three minutes. Yeah. And so I did my first set of 21 and I was like, already like, okay, this is, I'm already done. Like I, I'm going to break my back or something. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I think, I think I can handle it because I warmed up and went into the, the 15th set. And the first rep that I did on that set 15, I immediately felt something just shot up in my back. You know and what? I, I do like, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was like, Steve, <laughs> like, uh, can you help? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just like laid like, you know, in like a fetal position and just realized like, all right, I, I got to just rest for a bit. And, you know, I recovered in about three months or so, but uh, to, to like the full mobility, but I think something, yeah, I definitely realized like after that, I just, no matter even if I'm just working out my upper body or just like, I do a full entire body stretch just because I, you know, you realize you know, especially your core, um, you're using, you're utilizing your whole entire body for every movement. Everything. Um, Absolutely. And, it's, and, and so, yeah, I do some similar, uh, range of motion type of like stretch or it's all dynamic stretching. Um, when I do warm ups now, I usually kind of, I do still do, um, kind of like a, you know, two, three minute bike run, um, or some kind of like, you know, um, heart rate booster to just kind of get my body warmed up. But I think what I focus on the most is more of a, a dynamic stretching mobility type of um, exercise before I do any type of lifting, even before I even do any cardio. Because um, what you said, injury prevention is super key. And then also just kind of getting the form right, I think. Um, so for example, I think in, when I'm doing strength training, if I'm doing a deadlift, I'll actually just do the deadlift with just a bar or just even no bar or with a PVC pipe and just slowly do use that movement, make sure I'm engaging my core, make sure I'm squeezing my lats, make sure I'm squeezing my glutes, my hamstrings, um, and making sure my form is correct before I actually do it. So no, absolutely. And 
I think the nice thing is that since in my experience, the majority of people don't do a dynamic warm up, that is the first thing that you can start learning and improving in your mm -hmm. intellectual wellness. So that way you know how to physically perform even before right. all this lockdown comes apart. Yeah. If you learn to do a proper dynamic warm up in your home, front yard, backyard, garage, it doesn't matter. You don't need equipment. Mm -hmm. You can always see progression and increased flexibility, increased stability, and increased control over your own body. And I know that a lot of my friends, they're able to work from home, but you know, it's the same problem as before. A lot, a lot of sitting. And that sitting, mm -hmm. there's Time. something about sitting that just creates a lot of tightness. And right. whether you know it's in your hips, whether it's in your back neck, you know, shoulders. I mean, being able to just start a dynamic warm-up routine, just thinking physically is the best way to yeah. prepare for being in the gym. Right. But then, you know, I, right now I, I'll be honest, I feel socially, uh, socially deprived because of these stay at home orders. So I've right. actually made sure to reach out, not just into the Kinflow Collective, the, the community, the project, but also to my friends and, you know, across the country. And I want to make sure that, hey, I know that we are both people that want to work on our fitness. We have health goals. We have self-improvement goals. And being able to connect yourself into a yep. network that is, at the very least, thinking in the back of their mind, how can I do this? How can I improve here, there, wherever? Having that social right. group and social connection, that is going to be so key for being able to be excited for getting back to yeah. the gym, being able to be excited for starting a new program, weight loss goal, whatever, sport. I mean, right. there's, there's a lot. I think... Uh, you know, when we, when we yeah. really break it down into the, into the wellness perspective, there's a lot to be said about the emotional state and the spiritual state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, I don't say spiritual state as in like a specific religion or, you know, anything like that. I'm talking about how grounded are you? Are your goals really aligned with what you need as a person, as a, as a soul, and as someone in your community, I know plenty of people that just, you know, they're so frustrated with not being able to be in the gym that yeah. it's become almost an excuse to eat improperly or to, to just <clears throat> freely snack on delicious foods. And right. without that spiritual grounding of knowing, hey, all this stuff that's going around us, it might feel like it's going to take a long time, but it is yeah. a temporary part of our lives. Being grounded in knowing that you want to improve and that you can be gentle with yourself. You don't have to, right. you know, you don't have to hit the gym for an hour and a half every single day, every day of the week, every week of the year. There's ways right. to be gentle with yourself to see consistent pros, you know, progress. I don't mm -hmm. ever think it's worth seeing two months of amazing results at the cost of getting hurt or frustrated or burned out and a miss right. out on another month or two.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. you know, yeah, I was just thinking about that too with um, social isolation. Like, that's a huge thing. I think that's like, I mean, I think the whole nation is probably battling with right now. Um, and I'm just even thinking about um, when we worked um, at the gym a couple of years ago, like, most of the members that showed up, like, you know, it was the first, I would say five to 10 minutes. It wasn't like, let's just go straight to the gym. It was always like, Hey Betty, or Hey, you know, what's so-and-so it's like, totally. And it's just, it's a total immediate connection. They talk about their week. They talk about their, their day or, or, you know, their whole entire like life even sometimes. Um, and I think that aspect has totally been removed, um, especially during shelter in place. And so, I think even in a, like what you said, in a spiritual state of mind, it's like, yeah, people are isolated. And so how do we actually um, meet right now in a safe aspect? Um, still kind of obeying the rules at the same times, um, still not forsaking meeting with people. Um, so, yeah. And I think, you know, everyone talks about the damaging effects of, you know, obsessive social media use. <clears throat> But yeah. just as there are bads about social media, there are goods about it as well. And I think one of the mm -hmm. big advantages of social media is regardless of being in a lockdown status, you have access to others that are also thinking about these similar issues. And just yeah. being able to stay tuned in and know that there's a community of people around you that want this, that want to get healthy and want to find improvement and happiness, that social wellness portion of it is going to do so much for when you can get back to the gym. Right. And of course, you know, we could go all day finding small examples for every single branch of wellness. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, if, if I had to give, you know, two pieces of advice to someone, I would say, use your time to be gentle with yourself and know that you don't have to operate at full speed 100% of the time. Right. And you can take this time just to improve in one aspect of wellness because improvement in one branch improves the other branches, even if it isn't always the obvious thing to see mm -hmm. um right. do you got two pieces of advice yeah i'd say hike um <laughs> like oh, yeah. go out uh especially during this time um where that's not closed yet you know it's uh in open air open space most people are wearing masks um throughout the hike you get to see a beautiful view and you get to even like invite others. You don't have to do it by yourself too. Um, it's something that you can hike in groups and still say, stay six feet apart. Or, you know, if you're a family, then you don't have to even worry about that. Um, but I would say like just hiking already, like, you know, especially I went to Big Sur two weeks ago and just even seeing the coast as it was just clear, like that just like helped my mental state and my emotional state in such a crazy way. Cause Monday to Fridays, I have Zoom meetings, like, you know, um, and not to say that this is bad, but like, it's just sometimes in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm just at home kind of like oh, looking yeah. <laughs> at the screen all the time. And then being able to like look at Big Sur and it was like, wait, this is not a wallpaper. This is like my eyes, like, and I actually am able to see this. Um, and that was incredible, you know, and just being able to like, 
witnessed that with my, my with my buddies that were hiking with me too. We're also like, guys, this is real. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's it's a like you know it was breathtaking and just being able to still do that within the lines of of shelter in place and also following the rules of of you know it was open so we went so no love it hiking for sure yeah and you know i think a lot of people they uh when they when you hear environmental wellness it's not recycling i mean yeah part of it is recycling but it's the appreciation for the the natural environment we live in i mean if you're out in you know if you're in a city and you're used to seeing a lot of cement brick mortar i mean there's still ways to find beauty in the natural environment even if you're in a city and that appreciation for being in nature that that spiritual awe that you feel when you realize like hey this is what's real and around us that does so much for your emotional health. As you said, yeah. it can do so much for your social health. And in the very obvious sense, you're out walking around. That's definitely an improvement in your physical wellness. Physical health, yeah, exactly. All right, and give us one more tip before we uh, log it out today. Yeah, um, i trying to think something that I think I would really recommend um, during the season is um i wrote down earlier um but i think developing habits is uh and i kind of mentioned it briefly like the quote that i really stuck by was just like um failure is not failure is fertilizer for fruitfulness and i think it's it really rings true um during this season um where even what we've experienced in the past like january is always the year where a lot of fitness trainers get a lot of market but at the same time, a lot of it is the whole New Year's resolution kind of thing, right? And yeah. I think there's not a lot of momentum that's gained from that usually. It's like, all right, cool. And I think just really just, I think during the season, like since we're sheltered in place, we kind of have no other option to just stay home sometimes and reflect on like what, like what habits are actually, I think, or if I can say this another way, I think our um, habits, our bad habits are kind of being surfaced in a sense. And we're able to kind of see which we, which things need to be tackled. Um, so I, like even what you said in the beginning, like you woke up, you usually wake up at 5.30, you woke up at 8 a.m. instead yesterday. And not to beat yourself up for it, but to just be like, hey, what are the things I can improve? Small improvements, like those small little improvements have really developed like and shape I feel like just healthy habits because if you want to just go full speed ahead like 100% I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day you're not going to develop those habits effectively or even begin to like them I'd say because I'd say like you know getting to know you Stephen like you know like we used to always have the afternoon shifts we would never wake up in the morning like (laughs) and to see you transform now where you're like all right I'm going to wake up you know at 6 a.m. I'm like, wait, what? Did Steven just say that? <laughs> um, and it's like, no, it's, but you, but you, you don't look like you're draining. It's, it's draining you right now. Like you actually oh, definitely seen not. the benefits of it, but it didn't take you like overnight. Right. It was something. No, I mean, just, it, there are struggles, you know, there are some, yeah. there are some days and some <clears throat> weeks that are harder than others. And yeah. I think the best thing you can do is exactly like you said, just be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. trust the process. Yeah. 
and especially with those that I would say that are just, you know, sheltered in place and, and working at a desk or office, it's like, you know, just even implementing like five minutes a day into your schedule for like mobility routine in between like your, your, um, your office breaks, or if you have a lunch break, just do those, like spend five minutes, you know, small things like that can just be developed. And eventually, like, I just naturally do it now. Like, I'm just like, I'm just sitting and I'm like, I'll, I'll, like my, the muscle memory of just being able to like stretch, like, you know, my upper body or, or just even my hip flexors from sitting so long. It's just, it just kind of happens naturally now, but it's because I've, you know, spent years and years doing this. And so I'd say just healthily do it and don't be yourself for it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, just to, just to wrap it back up, you know, the Kinflow project, we're here to be a community of wellness minded mm -hmm. individuals. So if you or someone, you know, is really trying to just find improvement in their life anywhere, we're here to help. And we're going to keep bringing out, you know, content. We'll bring out other health coaches and we want to try to explore everything that we know and things that we don't know just to keep learning. But yeah, Kevin, thanks Good. for joining in on this today, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, logging out now. Wait.